Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, we are back here on Grain Markets and Other Stuff with my friend Chris Barron from AgView Solutions. And uh, we're going to do kind of a review of the 2022 farm budgets, corn versus soybeans. We did one of these, Chris, what, a month and a half ago now, probably? Yeah, and I think this is one of those things we're going to have to stay tuned on and continue to look at, but I, we've got some updated stuff now. Yeah, for sure. So the the general gist of the situation, guys, and I'm sure you're aware of this if you're watching, is that we've got this big spike in, in fertilizer prices, input costs as it relates to corn. But we're going to have Chris kind of break down the numbers. We've got some uh, some graphics we're going to show you here, and then we'll talk about some of the things regarding logistics, availability, um, all of that stuff. Where do you want to uh, where do you want to start, Chris? Uh, we can talk about availability first because that's okay. going to come up while everybody's listening to us talk about numbers. Yeah. So when I t when I mention the numbers to people, I mean I'll say something like if I say something like, "Hey, corn pencils better," then immediately the response is, "Well, I can't get the fertilizer," or "No, it doesn't," or "It's mm -hmm. it's different in my neighborhood versus uh, my neighbor's neighbor." What what are you seeing? Well, first of all, I'm seeing the need for a lot of people to be flexible and make sure you, you're running the numbers both ways. And availability is something that we can't necessarily control, but we can control what we plan, right? So, um, you know, the, the nitrogen, the, the uh, protection, all of those things, we're just going to have to stay on that. I mean, I'm not sure that anybody has an absolute you know, this is exactly what's going to happen in terms of availability. So I think that's just something we're going to have to, as each individual producer in certain regions are going to have to just continually work on that toward what our primary objective is with regard to the acres that we're each going to plant. Do you think that there's going to be a difference between like, so, so guys, I've heard this concern. I have my fertilizer technically booked, but I'm concerned that it may not physically arrive. Is, is yeah. there any concern in in your eyes in that situation yeah i mean we've got guys that are considering doing more side dressing and that kind of thing <clears throat> you know more late season not as much pre-plant type stuff i mean i mean there's still guys we were we went up into minnesota um this last weekend and we saw more anhydrous rigs running than i think i've ever seen in tanks every place and <clears throat> so there's a lot of nitrogen already going on so that's going to mm -hmm. help later on i think in the season um, there's pockets that, you know, where it was too wet and, and some things couldn't get done. But there's also a ton of areas that have gotten, I think, way more done than normal, too. So um, that's going to factor into the equation a little bit, I think, too. OK, well, let's look at these numbers. And these are updated since the last time that we talked. And this stuff has more. Um, this is more of your customer data as was it what it is that we're looking at. Yeah, it's just mostly our client numbers and, and kind of, you know, like I said, this is an ebb and flow type thing. And it's also a stay tuned type thing because we get smarter about every, every week as we continue to assemble numbers and look at different regions of the country and kind of what's going on. So um, I think the big thing is just being flexible and we'll talk about that. Okay. Let me bring your first slide up here and you can talk me through uh, what we're looking at. So you've got corn versus soy comparison, 2021 to 2022. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of things, you know, as we go into this next year, I think there is some perspective to keep in mind. And, and the big thing is, is, you know, what, what is going to be required for additional working capital, which I'll get to in the bottom line there in a second. But, you know, when we look at, um, and the, the soybeans versus corn uh, per acre cost difference, um, 
you know, it's pretty significant more dollars needed uh, to put that corn crop in. There's no doubt. And that side by side showing you what we're seeing with our clients. Um, you know, when you look at the cost difference um, on on a per bushel basis between corn and soybeans, um, it's pretty significant. And then when you look at that percent of difference and change just in cost, the big cost difference is really in that corn number there. Um, um, but the bottom line, the thing I want people to make sure that they're doing and they're having conversations with their lenders on is that working capital change. Mm-hmm. That's something that's a really big deal there. So I think people need to um, be thinking about, you know, there's a lot of things being purchased right now and and with inflation and everything. I'm not sure that number's done going up yet either. These numbers have changed substantially since the last time we talked. I mean, you had your per, per bushel difference for corn at like 40 cents a couple months ago. It's yeah, like, it's, it, changed, it's doubled. It's changed a lot. Wow. Um, and that's, but, you know, with where the price of corn is at, which we'll get to in a second, relative to soybeans, it still works. You know, it still right. is a better, a better deal. You can go to the next number set of numbers there if you want. Um, so when you look at the price outlook, and this was as of today, and it was earlier today, so it's probably not exact to the close or whatever as of today's recording. But, you know, if you look at, at no soybeans in that 1256 and corn in that 574 range. Um, those are just numbers, you know, you got to take your basis off of that or add to it lately. Um, but, you know, those are just the, the, the Chicago board numbers. And then the projections there on soybeans and corn, those are just numbers that are the averages for our client base across the corn belt and, and some of the fringe areas blended in there too. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. That's why your own numbers are so important. But right. when we look at that cost production, I mean, we're looking on soybeans as high as eleven thirty-eight cost production, and corn's up to about four seventy-two now. Wow! And so, and so that's that's really um, jacked our cost production up compared to, to last year. The fertilizer, the 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 other thing too, we're seeing is the seed and and uh, crop protection. You start adding those numbers up, and it's it's a little scary um, to not protect the downside risk on the marketing side. That's a, another topic here in a minute. But, you know, you look at that cost of production change, um, you know, uh, it's it's just pretty amazing. And if you look at soybeans versus corn, I mean, we're getting um, our average clients up over $950 of cost of production. Now, some universities might look at that and say, well, that's, that's way too high. Well, that's all costs included that's all of our clients overhead costs which includes paying themselves you know you accidentally bought a boat you know or whatever it is those things that we purchase that the that the farm has to pay for mm-hmm. all those numbers are in there and then when you look at that net income i mean look at that number there i mean there's a significantly large number there of profit yet for uh you know over 200 right around 200 dollars an acre yet for our average client if you could get 204 bushel corn at 574. It's just, a, you know, it's a 21% return on investment. We have not seen numbers like that other than last year, you know, for the last six or seven years. Hey, Chris, I know you're working from the road, but that 574 is like 20 cents too high. The board's like 550s today, but um, okay. the, the, the rest of this is going to be about yep. the same. Yeah. So that's, so that's basically, you know, the, the, in a nutshell though, the, the message here is run your numbers, <laughs> you right. know, um, you have to run your individual numbers. Um, 
you know, those are, those are some things that, that we're looking at. I think that 574 I had on there is probably current price. Yeah. That's, that's the, the nearby. Yeah. I looked at, Hey, so this, nearby. this stuff that we're looking at the, the total cost and everything, is this using like spot prices? Like for a guy who hasn't locked up anything in terms of inputs, is that the way you're, you're doing this particular version? Well, when we're doing it, it's with each individual. And so okay. what I would encourage people do is to, so is, is this an average across your customer base is what yeah. you're telling me? Okay. Yeah, it's just, so these it's are just actual average. numbers. These okay. are averages. I mean, I'm going to want to get with you again here in another month mm-hmm. after we get a chance to meet with another 40 or so really good operations and we get even better data in there. Right. I guess the message is, is just, you know, don't get too freaked out by these costs and everything. I mean, start running the numbers and, and, you know, a lot of guys, like I know the, the survey you did, you had like 60 some percent of the guys weren't going to change their, their plan anyway. However, you know, some of those same people might look at one farm or two farms and say, well, geez, maybe I am going to plant corn on that farm or whatever. But then if you're going to do that, you probably need to look at locking that margin in because we're looking at margin opportunities that are still pretty profitable, you know? So those are just some things to be thinking about for sure. So when I look at these numbers in a vacuum, I mean, it's, it's uh, without taking into, into consideration the fact that some guys just may not be able to, to get their hands on the inputs that they need. I mean, corn is, is by far the winner here in terms of, of how the numbers pencil. It's just a question of, is this, is this stuff available at all? Yeah. And that's where the flexibility comes in. I think, you know, if you want to go to the next slide, we'll talk about that for a minute. Um, you know, these are what we call the, the, the price increase and in notables. Um, so I think you just want to be looking at nitrogen cost, um, and and availability you know and then also be thinking about the soybean credit you know you plant nitrogen you're going to have some level of end credit going into the next year um the p and k the fertilizer utilization from corn versus soybeans you know that return to management category is a big deal um you know just overall and then i think too you know that land cost historical rotations equipment um Apologize for if there's any spelling issues there. I've kind of did this really fast, but these are things, although that we're working through um, with guys, the equipment, the tillage systems, you know, the seed considerations, what's available. I mean, there's going to be some availability issues probably on the seed side of things too, that we haven't even um, dealt with yet. And Mm -hmm. the same thing with availability of all that stuff. And then your rotation for 23, you start changing stuff. Now that's going to affect things even another year further out. You know, you look at um, LP, natural gas, and and you know your logistics when you start looking at. It. Maybe we've had some guys say, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna switch to all beans." We've had some guys say, "We're gonna switch to all corn." And you know, sometimes a full blown switch might not be the, the the right thing either. And so you got to look at each of those individual farms, and and that's where that tool. Um, if you want to show that briefly, I mean, um, we can you know we can make this tool available. Um, and you can reach out to Shay and he'll work with guys one-on-one just to get, just to get that information um, of your own numbers in front of you, rather than looking at some averages. I think the averages will, will kind of tell you maybe what some of the acre shifts might look like. Um, but on the same token, we each in our own farms got to do our own, our own thing. So, so yeah, so you can see those, uh, that tool there, that first tab is basically um, corn versus soybeans. We just got a thousand acres in there. I've got that average 
those average numbers in there right now. So, so again, if you want to um, email Shay at agviewsolutions.com, um, request this tool, he can send it to you and you put your own numbers in. I mean, the numbers I'm showing you are just, just some averages and, and, like I said, they're going to get a lot better as we get further down down the pipe here too. Um, but when you look at this, um, you know it's 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 all relative um, to to your operation. Go to the next tab there too, if you would, Joe. Um, so this is this is this tab here is showing 21 versus 22. There's a corn and soybean 21 versus 22. You go in and you put in the percent increase. And it allows you to see how much more working capital you're going to need, you know, and then that scenario on that one, it's showing, uh, go over to the right, just a little bit more there. Um, it's showing that you that operation is going to need another $166,000 on a thousand acres of corn, you know, for working capital. So you really need to have those things figured up in the budget. So when you're having conversation with the lender and stuff, you know, that that cash flow is going to work out the next tab over, is the same thing, but it's for the soybeans. And then the next tab over is a summary. So the, the slides I showed you will automatically create your own slide. So you could use that with a lender or whoever, with your family or with each other in the operation to figure out, um, you know, and I apologize for having that, <laughs> having that corn number in there at 574, I guess maybe that's wishful thinking, but, um, you know, I think, you know, once you populate the numbers, though, in there, it'll automatically fill this summary page out. And then you can kind of um, use that for just really good communication with each other, because, you know, you know, sure, we may not have some of the stuff, you know, some of the supplies, some of the things we want at the price we want. We might not even get some of the stuff, but we still got to run these numbers. We still got to um, go through these exercises and make sure everybody's on the same page in the operation. Hey guys, take up Chris on this offer to get your hands on this tool. Um, I will have Shay's email in the uh, video description on YouTube. And if you guys uh, can't get it for some reason, just send me an email to info at standardgrain.com and uh, we'll get this over to you. That sounds good. So in terms of what you, uh, if you had to make a guess right now, I mean, based on what you're seeing among your customers, I mean, changes in acreage next year nationally, do you think we're going to see this big decline in corn acreage if you had to guess? I know that's a loaded question. I mean, as of right now, my answer would be probably not that much because yeah. of where the economics at, provided we can get the supplies, the corn acres are going to get planted just because of the economics. The only caveat to that would be, you know, that corn bean ratio is going to have to improve quite a bit yet one way or the other, either the corn price comes down or the soybean price goes up. I mean, to get that ratio a little bit more balance. And then, you know, then we could, we could see that. The other thing we didn't mention too, is just wheat. Um, you know, when you look at the wheat acres and, and I didn't have that in there because I don't have enough data yet. Maybe the next yeah. time we talk, we'll have that piece in there as well. I just mm -hmm. haven't done enough with the wheat guys yet, but there's a lot of acres that could shift the wheat that could pull away from both corn and soybeans. Um, I think with our client base anyway. And so that's yet to be seen. I think, I think stay tuned and we'll talk in another 30 or 40 days and, and I'll be a lot smarter on, on some of those averages. 
Yeah, I didn't want to turn this into a, a predict the acreage numbers uh, video by any means. But it's interesting because, like you said, wheat makes money. There's a lot of other crops that make money. I mean, you look at some of the small grains exactly. uh, in the northern plains that are really profitable that, that aren't necessarily associated with these super, super high input costs. I mean, this is like going to be one of the most interesting acreage yeah. battles, I guess, we've ever seen, if you want to call it that, you know? Yep. Yeah, this is going to be one, like I said at the very beginning, stay tuned. Because this is gonna this is gonna be a ever changing um, process, and, and from the farm gate to to the macro side of things, it's gonna it's gonna be something we're gonna have to all pay attention to. Good deal, thanks, Chris. Guys, that's Chris Barron, Eggview Solutions. Uh, remember, take him up on that offer to get your hands on this uh, spreadsheet. It would be very very helpful to you. I can guarantee you. Uh, have a great day, guys. We'll catch you a little bit later. See you, Chris. Thank you.